Okay, hi, welcome or welcome back. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is our one and done episode, the grand finale of our spooky season block. And it is pretty spooky. Actually, speaking of spooky. Okay, so before we get into it, I, the drink that is paired with this, usually we're going to drink a beer, Mm -hmm. but I I didn't get one, but I did get something that's kind of beer- well, it's actually not. I'm just trying to make it fit into the beer category. That's fine. What is it? It is an apple cider martini. Ooh, yum. It's so good. So I went to our local pumpkin patch and they make their own apple cider. So of course I bought a gallon mm-hmm. and it's super simple. You just vodka. Oh, vanilla vodka. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Triple sec, lemon juice, apple cider from... You can get it from the grocery store. And then I just drizzle a little caramel. And then so you pour good. it in. And it's magical. It's cider, beer. Eh. Close enough. And that sounds so good. It is so Delicious. good. Delicious. It's so good. I um, I had the best breakfast this morning. Okay. <laughs> I just have to share it. It was so good. I had a pumpkin muffin. Mm-hmm. And it it was just like an unassuming last minute, you know, you're on your way to the checkout and the grocery stores have like the seasonal table. Mm-hmm. And I just grabbed a four pack of these pumpkin muffins and it was so good. And I had to stop myself from eating it right now while we record. I know. Okay. It's creepy season. I have a creepy confession to make. This is not fetish Rome, but it is something I've noticed about myself. Okay. I do not mind, even maybe kind of like it, when people eat while they talk, specifically over the phone. Or like eat on mic, you mean? Is that is this your way yes. of saying that from now on you want to try to eat on mic? That is not happening. <laughs> yeah, don't. I'm so, I'm so against it. <laughs> I know. I know you hate it. And I don't know. I, I, I was thinking like... Okay, is that one of those little things that like gets stuck in your brain like when you're growing up? Because I'm thinking, do maybe this is a thing in my family where we talk to each other like in between stuff that we're doing because we're all kind of busy. Everyone's kind of busy. But, you know, if I call my mom like on a lunch break and I'm like, so sorry, I'm eating lunch. And she's like, no big deal. And then we just talk while we both eat lunch on the phone. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I have the urge to eat on this podcast. Okay. Um, I'm not going to do it. We can take a vote. We will take a vote. If you want to hear Cassie eating on a podcast, you just let <laughs> us know. I can't even stand when I'm listening to a podcast and it sounds like they need to take a drink of water. I know. And they have dry mouth. It makes me claw at the walls physically. I, I have know. a claw room in my house. You, nobody can go in there but me and my rage. <laughs> I, you are one of those people that if like, a, what is that superlative? You would be the one who goes to jail for murdering someone because they chewed with their mouth open. I will probably murder my husband while he's eating a bowl of soup because of the slurping. Yes, I know. You've said this many times. I know that you hate it. (laughs) It's been recorded so many times. I would have no excuse when it happens. (laughs) Don't turn on me, listeners. Don't turn on me now. (laughs) So that is my creepy confession for um, creepy season. Do you have a creepy confession? Or would you rather not? Nope. I'm just, I'm just. That's smart. So good. I did just confess to why I will murder my husband. Other than that, (laughs) I'm great. 
Okay. Well, that's it. That counts as a creepy confession. So um, check out the pictures and recipe for the apple cider martini. Well, more rather a caramel apple cider martini mm-hmm. on our Instagram. Those are there um, per usual. And I guess let's just get right into it without further ado. Yes, let's do it. The final episode of our Satanic Panic Block. Yes, and we've talked about moral panic and satanic panic of yesteryear, and we're going to bring it to modern day times and kind of go over some things that are modern day moral panics or satanic panics, which um, doing this research, I'm, a, I'm actually a little bit scared. Um, this freaks me out. I could see that, but I can I just say something? Yeah. I don't want to be um, like disrespectful to your research because I know you headed this one up. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say that I am upset at the lack of rooster witches on this episode. <laughs> um, so just try harder next time to always, always bring a rooster witch into the episodes, Cassie. Okay. Uh, you know what? Ask and you shall receive because I did see the, the, I think I shared it on our social media actually. I did see our, uh, our excuse me, a news story where an owl stole mm-hmm. a wooden horse, like a horse head on a stick mm-hmm. and was flying around the town and it looked like a witch riding a broomstick. Incredible. It was amazing and I love that owl and I am thankful that it has not been charged with witchcraft and burned at the stake. It's lucky that it's a modern day owl because it would have been. Also, <laughs> that's my spirit animal now. <laughs> um, okay, so we're just going to get right into this because it's kind of a far one and done. This this can be silly, but it's also in reality pretty serious. Mm-hmm. The first one that we're going to talk about is more of an entity, I guess you would call it. I'm not really um, super <laughs> Okay, Tiffany just had a bit. I'm so sorry. On the other side, Tiffany just whipped out like a giant, like um, 12 inch, like fake Halloween knife and was like waving it what? around. Oh my God. This bloody knife isn't fake. It's real. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, So our, let me just go over the, the sources. The general source for this is um a, an article on www.everydaysociologyblog.com. Um, and it's an article about moral panics, the modern day moral panics. Um, so this entity, the first entity that we're going to talk about is QAnon. And it, I believe it's Q Anonymous or mm-hmm. QAnon for short. Um, it is an, an American political conspiracy theory and political movement. It originated in the American far right political sphere in 2017 QAnon centers on false claims made by an anonymous individual or individuals known as Q. So we don't know who Q is. I think in um, the media, they have some ideas. I know I've listened to a podcast. Oh my gosh, I can't remember who it was. Reply All did a podcast on it. Okay, Reply All, that's what it was. Um, And I'm thinking maybe you might be wrong about you're wrong about podcast might have didn't done an mm-hmm. episode on QAnon. Um, that's another really good podcast. Um, but they are, um, this group or individual 
and claims have been relayed, developed, and supplemented by numerous communities and influencers associated with the movement. The core QAnon theory is that a cabal of satanic, cannibalistic, sexual abusers of children operating on a are operating a global child sex trafficking ring conspired against former U.S. President Donald Trump during his term in office. QAnon has made has direct roots in Pizzagate, which is another thing that we'll talk about, an internet conspiracy theory that appeared one year earlier. It also incorporates elements of many other theories. Some experts have described QAnon as a cult, and that is from Wikipedia and um, so they dabble, um, their QAnon, I believe is a big, um, believer in what is that? The global takeover or, um, uh, deep state. They talk a lot about deep state. They talk a lot about like Illuminati kind of, and like a one, what's that? Um, the Georgia New guides order, new world order. That's mm-hmm. what it is. They're, they believe in all of that conspiracy theory. An article from NPR compares QAnon moral panic slash satanic panic to the 90s and 80s moral panic. They're similar. However, what is interesting and also kind of terrifying is that this current wave of moral panic has taken a political turn. Mm -hmm. It's entered the political arena, whereas mostly it is in in the Salem witch trials, it was in the religious arena in that area. In the 80s and 90s, it was particularly um, in the child care, daycare, mm-hmm. family dynamic. And now in this day and age, it's, it's entered the political arena, which is pretty terrifying because, well, it's obvious why it's terrifying. But yeah, this this new iteration does have definite, definitely more tie-ins with um, politics. Yes. Like Q's mainly focused on political things um Mm -hmm. even the people that he accuses of the crimes are tied with politics so it's Mm -hmm. like the satanic panic with politics sprinkled in and also the fact that we have the internet now ramping it up even faster and spreading misinformation a million times faster than anything was ever spread before so it just gives Q so much more power because Mm -hmm. he has such a wide audience exactly and it I think, um, you know, this is where the moral panic is so scary because if you really think about it, it has um, caused a ton of damage. And I, you know, you even think about, in my opinion, moral panic is was kind of the beginning of what um, turned into the Holocaust because it one group was saying horrific things about another group, which happened in the Salem witch trials, mm-hmm. which happened in the Holocaust. And it happened in the, in the 80s and 90s with daycare employees and daycare workers. One group was saying these like totally outlandish claims not based in facts. It's mm-hmm. it's called panic for a reason. Yeah, the all of the stuff that Q is basically saying, he's it's basically misinformation to defame certain political parties and to make mm-hmm. other political parties have more power. Like it's a very right. pointed attacks on certain people so that whoever Q is favoring will come out ahead somehow. Well, and you think the things that they're saying, they go straight to 
100, right? So you think mm-hmm. um, they pose themselves, Q poses themselves in the position of protecting children. Mm-hmm. So if you don't believe them, then, well, what, do you want to hurt children? Yeah. You're not for protecting children. It's a very insidious spread. It's very, it's very scary. Because basically Q purports to be an insider that has secret information and secret knowledge on all of this stuff going on, Mm -hmm. which also makes it impossible for anybody to vet this person because they're supposed to be so secret on the inside, right? Right. So it's like a way of them of self-preservation. That's why they can't openly come out and say whoever they are. Right. I mean, and QAnon and Q spread so quickly few years ago that I think that almost probably at least in America I would say that everybody knew at least somebody who was had the potential to believe these this information that Q was giving and Q I think that most people now believe that Q was just a person or maybe a two maybe two people that Mm -hmm. started these posts on 4chan yes which is now a defunct um social media platform correct yeah i don't think 4chan exists anymore no i think it might have turned into 8chan which is kind of like a i would say it's a discussion forum online discussion forum kind of it's like Um, a ramped up reddit i'm pretty sure yes but we'll see that is where because reddit plays in this social media plays so much in today's moral panic that it's you know you think the salem witch trials were kind of isolated to a small area because they were just in that area isolated by um, geography or weather or communication. But now it has a potential to go global. Yeah. So it started as kind of like a joke on this one small platform and then it mm-hmm. spread quickly and people bought into it. Mm-hmm. They bought into it completely. They believed that he was a real person with real insider information. They were trying to decode secret messages from Q Mm -hmm. and everything was a Q drop or some shit like it was it really snowballed and got out of hand to now the point where people like Marjorie Taylor Greene are total uh, supporters of Q this made up bullshit people that are politicians believe in Q people that have real potential to affect our daily lives through lawn making (laughs) Yeah, through policy. So if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what will. <laughs> That's why I'm saying like this this moral panic entering the arena of politics is very, very terrifying to me. And and I really just think that a lot of theories about Q is that it was just some um, far-right conservative troll mm-hmm. that just gained traction on the internet. And then it, it started in 4chan or 8chan and then it bled to Reddit and then it bled to Facebook and then it bled to Twitter and then it just – is all over social media, which, yeah. you know, everybody's on social media. And it's like, it's wild. So let's get into Pizzagate, which is part of this mm-hmm. QAnon, one of the QAnon conspiracy theories. Can I just say one more thing yes, about the course. Reddit thing? Also, if you um, want to see like the real world ramifications of people following Q or getting into these types of conspiracies that we're talking about today there is a sub on reddit called Q and on casualties mm-hmm. where people talk about family members and friends that they have lost to this sort of um extreme moral panic mm-hmm. and it is really sad it is i've seen that subreddit and it is heartbreaking like 
um, you know, and you and you, some of the QAnon believers are are in federal prison because they were involved in the January sixth attack on that fe- federal mm-hmm. building. It's like if you have a family member, which I can speak to this myself. If you ever had a family member in the throes of an addiction, mm-hmm. it's like that, except for you can't take them to a facility to get help. Mm-hmm. You have to just try to figure out how to help them on your own. It's really, it is, and I know I can see exactly why people call this a cult. Because it has a very cult-like behavior, cult-like mentality. It is very scary. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Pizzagate. Okay. So Pizzagate was a conspiracy theory that came out in March 2016. And it was basically had to do with Hillary Clinton's emails Mm-hmm. And the personal email account of John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign chair, was hacked in a spear phishing attack. And WikiLeaks published his emails of November 2016. And proponents of the Pizzagate conspiracy theory falsely claimed that the emails contained coded messages that connected several high ranking Democratic Party officials and U.S. restaurants with an alleged human trafficking and child sex ring. One of the establishments allegedly involved was the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria in Washington, D.C.'s. I don't know why I said Washington, D.C.'s, like C's candy. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Washington, D.C.'s candy. Um, (laughs) There's your your fucking conspiracy. (laughs) Yes. Members of the alt-right conservative journalists and others who had urged Clinton's prosecution over her use of an unrelated private email server mm-hmm. spread the conspiracy theory on social media outlets such as 4chan, 8chan, Reddit, and Twitter. Because once it catches traction on one, then it spreads to the other platforms. Yeah, it's like a virus. It's like a yes. fungus. So basically... People were claiming that the ping pong pizzeria was actually um, a housing or transfer station in the basement for a child's check, uh, child sex trafficking ring, that mm-hmm. they would um, abuse children down there in the basement, that they would, it was a place to bring kids to transfer them to other places. So you can see the direct thread from QAnon. Which basically says all of these politicians are cannibalistic, sex trafficking, child abusers, and using code like we use codes to get the message out. You can right. see like the direct line to Pizzagate, right? So they would even say like if someone comes in there and orders like a pepperoni pizza with extra pepperoni, it was a code for um, they wanted some part of this like conspiracy theory. Um, trafficking ring okay if that was true that would be a terrible code because it is a pizza place and people do order extra pepperoni that's no this like has real world consequences like it so a man from north carolina traveled to comet ping pong pizzeria to investigate the conspiracy theory for himself and he fired a rifle inside the restaurant to break the lock on a door to a storage room yeah wild wild and this guy did it honestly thinking he was gonna find a bunch of children and save them it's it's 
I'm like, okay, but there's like real, see, this is what really frustrates me is because there's actually real life, real world victims of sex trafficking. And it's not some crazy political conspiracy theory. It There's like, if you really want to save children, then join an, a, a legitimate organization that saves child, actual real children victims. It's like when we were talking about the um the daycare accusations against yeah. the daycares and things like that it's like sadly there probably were children in those situations that actually were being hurt by people and mm-hmm. abused by people mm-hmm. but those cases were completely overlooked and overshadowed by the idea that a satanic cult was doing these things and there are probably kids that were actually even interviewed that mm-hmm. really needed help but they never got it because everyone was hyper focused on a satanic cult yeah. The saddest part is all of these children falling through the cracks while everyone is hyper-focused on this fucking pizzeria. Fictitious satanic cult or whatever it is, organization, this underground big organization. I totally agree with you. It's 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 sad because these people obviously have the energy. Put it into something that's actually going to help. Yeah. What he did was he traumatized the people working at this pizzeria. Yeah. He actually um, went to prison for Mm -hmm. that. Yes, he did. But that wasn't the only thing. The staff members received death threats. Um, The owner received death threats. People that ate there received death threats. Like it, it was, and it was totally unfounded. The police even went there and investigated it because it got so seriously out of control that they, D.C., Washington, D.C. police went and investigated totally unfounded. Every claim was unfounded. No proof whatsoever. It wasn't real. No. It's the McMartin preschool case all over again. It's wild. And it, it's just so crazy. It's so crazy to me. And it's it's almost, it reminds me of, I know we've probably all seen these where some mom gets on social media and is like, oh my gosh, I was at Michael's today and a van parked next to me and they were very suspicious and I feel like they were trying to sex traffic me and my child. Well, ma'am, like factually, I empathize that you might have been scared in that moment, but that's not actually how the majority of sex trafficking works. It's actually a, a partner, a boyfriend mm-hmm. that will end up sex trafficking their younger girlfriend so while we're all now hyper-focused on walking in the parking lot of Michael's and anybody driving a van, we're not paying attention to how the majority of sex trafficking works. So I'm not saying that this doesn't happen because I'm sure there's been situations where creepy sex trafficking people come into an area and try to um, kidnap young children. That absolutely happens. We need to be aware of that. I'm talking about someone my age 37 year old woman walking in a parking lot ma'am I I have I I I don't think that I would be I hope that I would not be a target of sex trafficking I just I think I have aged out of that but now we have a bunch of people 37 40 year old people scared to walk through a Michael's parking lot when in actuality it's sex trafficking happens a number of different ways like Mm -hmm. remember how people were like oh if there's a rose on your car that means you're a target I thought that that meant I had a secret crush 
that's what I thought. But there was another conspiracy theory going around that if a flower is left on your car in a parking lot, then you are now a target. So it's like, actually, there's like children walking home from school. We need to be looking mm-hmm. out for them. Yeah. We need to be looking out for um, much older partners who are looking to be in relationships with younger people because that is a red flag to me, big time. Yeah. Te- young teens... I feel like are highly targeted by mm-hmm. this whole section of crime. And it's very, very scary. I know locally we had a while back, we had a young teen that was targeted and it had to do with a trafficking group. Yeah. It's very, very scary. And I do know what you're saying. Recently, I think a lot of attention has shifted and made us aware of the fact that a lot of times trafficking is um, at the hands of a partner, mm-hmm. which I think is now. Or someone you know. Yeah, which I think before mm-hmm. people were not aware of how often abuse comes at the hands of a partner or a friend or somebody that you know and trust. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, those are the perpetrators of the very worst crimes imaginable. Mm-hmm. And I think for a long time, nobody ever knew that or maybe they didn't want to accept that. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that is the truth that at least from what I have learned and what I'm learning more and more, so much of the violent crime that happens against women and children and people in general, mm-hmm. so much of that crime comes from someone that, that we know, exactly. someone that you know. And it's yeah terrible and it's scary and it's a horrible thing to have to come to grips with, but it's just unfortunately seems to be the truth. It is. It's just uh, statistic-wise. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, walking through a parking lot, th- that doesn't happen, but I'm saying that's a very small percentage. The majority of cases happen from someone that you likely know and trust. This is a real bummer of a fucking one and done cast. I know. I'm sorry. Where's I know. The, where is the rooster witch? It's like a real life whore. Do you want me to talk about my pumpkin muffin again? <laughs> It was that good. It was that good. Okay, well let's let's shift our focus um okay. to witches. 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 And kind of the kind of ladies you're just talking about, right? Yeah. Yes, this is exactly the kind of this is what I'm talking about. Like I I I might have, you know, it might have come out wrong earlier, but these are the kind of um people I'm talking about that that start these fires that don't need to be it's just kind of like a smokescreen a distraction from like the real problems actual real life problems like real victims like real scary situations and this lady we're going to talk about now I would say she's a real taint of society yes I would say that too (laughs) um okay so if you listen to this podcast, you probably know that Hocus Pocus 2 has come out, and we were both very excited about it. Um, and one mother from Texas was excited, but <laughs> not in the way that you would think. She was Jesse Spano excited. She was so excited, <laughs> she was scared. Yes. So she made a Facebook post warning other parents and other mothers specifically not to let their children watch the highly anticipated movie because it could be inviting darkness and even hell itself into their homes. She believes, she fully believes, and she said this in her own words. I watched the local news interview with her (laughs) that a spiritual war is being waged 
and any darkness that we see or hear can be manifested in real life. Tiffany, why Mm -hmm. don't you read her Facebook post? Take it away. Okay, well, Mamas, I feel a strong conviction to share a word with you. As mothers and wives, we are the gatekeepers of our homes, meaning whatever we allow in has a rightful place to reside and grow there because we have given it permission, whether good or bad, fruitful or rotten. With the release of Hocus Pocus 2 coming up, I would be wrong not to sound the alarm and warn you to protect your children. After all, the whole movie is based on harvesting the purity of children's souls so that witches may live on. Hocus Pocus, by definition, means meaningless talk or activity, often designed to draw attention away from and disguise what is actually happening. What is actually happening when we watch these films? What are we subjecting our minds to? What are we welcoming into the homes of our families? It seems silly, right, that you would need to consider what is coming through your TV screen. It seems innocent, until it's not. I'll try to be brief. Too late. (laughs) Please hear me when I tell you the truth, that the witches and warlocks in satanic church abuse and sacrifice children in their spiritual rituals to gain more power in the underworld. So, before you hit play on the night of the premiere of this movie, please ask yourself if not only your mind, but your children's minds are strong enough to ward off the hypnotization and bewitching trance that will be coming through the screen to aid in the desensitization of the coming evil in this world. Don't fall victim to the schemes of hell. I say all of this because I too have fallen into a trap or two and the spiritual warfare I had to endure because of my own ignorance I wish on no one. Awaken and rise up mamas. There's a war being waged on our homes and we are the gatekeepers. Uh, ma'am, are you possessed by a demon? Because you sound like it. Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> ma'am, uh, would you like paper or plastic? Only witches use paper. <laughs> Fuck the environment. I just feel like that is so cuckoo bananas. Um, lighten up. But I will say that this whole post reminded me about my Hocus Pocus shirt that I need to wear on Monday. So thank you, lady. I also do have a Hocus Pocus shirt. (laughs) It's a Sanderson Brewing Company shirt. Um, Oh, God. Two. Witches and beer. Good gracious. Uh, This lady is so intense. Uh, Yeah. It's like bring it down a notch. Okay. I think you've had a little too much Diet Coke. And you, your eyes are bugging out, lady. God, imagine hanging out with this. Imagine, like, at the, you know, you're trying to make mom friends at the pickup at your kid's school. And I you're, can't. like, wearing your Hocus Pocus shirt. And then this lady comes up and says this entire spiel to you well, in what the is... pickup line. And it's like, okay, I just, like, um, musicals okay and just halloween it's kind of spooky it's fun and but see this is what what freaks me out about people like this is not only do you have like a social media platform they also i think own a local business that's pretty popular so you know she probably had a quite a few followers but also what if i did wear my sanderson brewing um 
shirt and I wanted to volunteer in my child's class and it there was a rumor that went around that I was like sacrificing babies like just because of this one lady's silly opinion yeah I don't I just I'm not really sure I quite understand so does she think that like Bette Midler is trying to really get your children's soul or does she think that the devil is using this movie to like turn to like get into your home yes I think it's twofold I think um because she mentioned like desensitization Mm -hmm. Um, I know I couldn't I could barely say that I'm not sure if I said it right I'm not used to saying desensitization hypnotization hypnotization listen (laughs) um I feel like she's saying these kind of movies are um, like a door or gateway to bringing the devil into your house. Like a Ouija board with songs? Yes, like that. And also to desensitize us to get ready for the coming, I guess, Antichrist. So like us seeing um, Happy Sarah Jessica Parker's Hot Cleave will be like, uh, welcome in devil. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm just like, okay. And while I have a different opinion or beliefs, that's fine. Um, I just feel like it's, um, this didn't just stay in her home. Like this wasn't just a, hey, we're not going to watch that movie. I feel uncomfortable with it. Mm -hmm. This was like a very public post kind of drawing a line in the sand. You know, and I just feel like it's, I don't like it. I just, I don't like it. That's how, that's how stuff like this kind of starts. Like, it's very, I think it makes me so upset because it is very, it can lead to dehumanizing other types of people or people with other beliefs, harmless other beliefs. It's, it could be very dehumanizing, right? Like, I feel like she's basically saying, if you watch this, then you're a demon. I think that the problem with something like this is this lady's obviously an idiot. Mm-hmm. I don't care if she knows that I think she's stupid. She would hate me if she knew me. That's for damn yeah. sure. Yeah. But the problem is, is that, like you're saying, she's putting this out there publicly, and there's so many people that are so quick to latch on to anything. Mm-hmm. And then who knows? I mean, just like QAnon started as some dipshit and fucking stupid social media post. Mm -hmm. Like you just never know what people are going to latch onto and what's going to snowball into something else. And then there's real lives at stake. Exactly. Like you just never know where things are going to go. And I think that um, we're actually doing a service by openly mocking her (laughs) so that people won't want to latch onto this. I mean, it's it's. I, it's creative. I'll give her that. It's it's creative. I mean, you can be mad about anything. But if you add the devil to it, people suddenly take it so fucking seriously. And children. What they do is they add children. The safety of children. That's, I think, I've noticed the key component in all of these moral panics and these satanic panics. Mm-hmm. It is the safety of children. They place themselves in the position of saving children. Because then nobody can be against them. Because who's going to be against keeping children safe? Exactly. The thing is, is they're not actually keeping children safe. No. They're only using that as a way to make sure that nobody can actually be against, say that they're against them. Because I, everybody is pro 
children's safety. Exactly. And I would say it's ironic because it's almost as if they, by doing these big smoke screens and distraction tactics, mm-hmm. it, it's almost putting children at risk. Yeah, because it's distracting from the actual things that children need to be protected from, which mm-hmm. sure as shit is not hocus pocus too. Like we need to actually focus on real shit, not hocus pocus too, and how cute the new cast was and their oh, friendship. Oh, I loved the new cast. They I were adorable. Loved it. They were adorable. I even liked what was the name of the guy who who made the black. Oh my god, flame I loved candle. him. Even him. though yes. he was kind of a protagonist, he was really funny. Sam Richardson, he was hysterical. I loved yes. him. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, so our last one coming up is, I don't know if everyone knows about this one, but this happened during the pandemic, right? In the height of the pandemic. And it was the Wayfair conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. And this also kind of was brought on by QAnon. And then it um, didn't catch a lot of traction on 4chan or 8chan but it where it did catch traction is reddit Mm -hmm. um yeah so a QAnon activist tweeted about the high price of storage cabinets being sold by um online retailer wayfair which i will say wayfair sometimes has some fucking audacity the way that they price their items it's because it's just fucking random as hell it's just like a huge warehouse and shit's just thrown in there and priced i feel like yes okay so (laughs) there was some like industrial style cabinets that were listed for ten thousand dollars which insanity it's is weird and crazy Mm -hmm. um the user pointed out that the cabinets were quote all listed with girls names that had been um missing Mm -hmm. and um it was prompting followers to allege that the pieces of furniture actually had children hidden in them as part of a supposed child trafficking ring. Again, mm-hmm. they have that. It's this. It's a common 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 thread of the saving children, protecting children. So basically, it was like it would be a cabinet on wafer for five thousand dollars, and it would be called like Annabelle. Yeah, an Annabelle cabinet. Yes. And then if you Google a missing girl named Annabelle, obviously that's going to show up. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there are so many children that need help that if you pretty much put in any fucking name, you'll find it. Yes. Okay. So then QAnon followers and Redditors started um, creating links or supposed links between the fact that some of these expensive Wayfair pieces were actually named after girls that were actually cases of missing children in the United States with the same names. Um, but what ended up happening was, so yes, so I think some people thought it was um, like a connection to the dark web, which we all know the dark web exists. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrible, awful place. If hell exists, it is the dark web. And so they were kind of saying, okay, this is a connection to the dark web. This is how they're – just like Pizzagate. Mm-hmm. They order a certain type of pizza. This is how they're signaling what they mm-hmm. want. or They're, they're ordering order. the cabinet. This is right. how they're making a purchase of a person. Yes. So some of the children um, that the names of – that match the names of these cabinets were no longer missing. And even one woman who was mentioned in one of these Reddit threads or on 4chan or 8chan went um, – on Facebook Live, and um, she said she never went missing. 
it, it wasn't her. She never went missing. So um, it was a very – bbc.com had a very interesting article, and I will link all of the direct links to the articles we used for this. But Wayfair came out and said that – well, first of all, they pulled the cabinets off the website. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's because the price or the backlash or whatever. But they also um, said that they used an algorithm to name the furniture pieces. So it was just pure – coincidence algorithm whatever it yeah, was it's not like a mom and pop shop where they're sitting around looking at it and being like you know what this chair reminds me of a samuel we'll call it the samuel chair like exactly. there's no thought going into shit that's happening at wayfair other than how to get your money yes so i just that was um kind of another one that spread um and i'm i i don't feel sympathy for a large corporation like wayfair yeah, i'm sure care. that they probably lost profits but boohoo corporate profits are up like 70 fucking percent in in the last 100 years or whatever so like i'm not really going to cry any tears for wayfair however what about the victims and their families who have lived through the first trauma of their loved one going missing mm-hmm. and then they have a bunch of fucking nutbags on the internet saying that this company yeah. is doing this. Yeah, I think that seeing your child's name over and over connected to this Wayfair thing would be re-traumatize, re-traumatizing, to say the 100%. least. 100%. And also, if there were any, which I don't know if there were, but if there were any law enforcement efforts diverted to look into this even for a minute, that is just time wasted that could have been spent on something that was real. 100%. Just like every case that we talked about where thousands and thousands of dollars and hours were wasted searching for things that weren't real. Like the D.C. police department going to the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria. Mm -hmm. Uh, The case to try the man who busted in there and shot a rifle off. That's taxpayers' dollars that could have gone to um, helping or saving or investigating real actual crimes. Yeah. And that's, I think... um, the Texas mom, one aspect she did got, get right, these fake things on the internet can really manifest in real life and have real life consequences. It's just not the fucking devil. Yeah, the, the real life consequences are the exact opposite of what she's talking about. It's not exactly. the devil coming into your house because you watched a movie. It's people losing know, their livelihood, their lives, children being injured, children that are just slightly different being stigmatized and abused and dehumanized and groups of minorities that are dehumanized. I mean... Not to mention all of the actual victims that are overlooked while everyone's looking this way. Because when you're looking at one thing, you're ignoring everything else. Exactly. So I think the whole point of this is... be This whole thing reminds me of the scene in the office where the fire drill happens Mm -hmm. and michael scott is running around and everyone's panicking and he's yelling to everyone fucking don't fucking panic don't panic fuck it's fucking happening don't panic and it's like let's be rational let's think about the facts of the situation save sprinkles and the possibility of like these things actually happening yeah and i think that the one thing that we can do is obviously it's enraging and it's terrifying to think that stuff like this is still happening now and we're kind of living through this resurgence of it, especially the last several years, six years, the resurgence, yeah. and it's terrifying yes. and stressful and 
pisses me off. But I think that what we can do is I think that we can use this and say, let's learn from our mistakes. Let's mm-hmm. be smarter. History doesn't have to repeat itself. It doesn't need to rhyme. We can actually mm-hmm. learn from the mistakes that we've made past and kind of present. And mm-hmm. in the future, let's move forward and actually put our energy towards stuff that's real. Let's actually put our energy to help people that need the help. Let's help. Let's actually help children. Instead of talking about it and making up this bullshit, let's actually put our energy towards things that really make a difference and really protect children and really help children and women and people that need our help and our resources yes a hundred percent I couldn't agree with you more and I couldn't said it couldn't have said it better myself so probably could that that's um, I doubt it I think that is a a great place to end this leave you with that um, golden nugget of wisdom so um, we are wishing you a very safe and happy Halloween Happy Halloween. Um, And keep your eyes peeled for a spooky Halloween cocktail. I will post that on our social media. I have some ideas cooking up. I think they might be kind of cool. Um, So on that note, have a safe and happy Halloween. Again, I had to say it twice. And don't forget to love yourself. Lock your doors. And listen to your gut. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Just a bunch of hocus pocus.